0: Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Friday's podcast. It is day number five as we march our way through Um, John 13 and 14 this week. Pretty soon we'll be looking at John 14, verses 22 to 31. Um, Yeah, today um, it's Judas. Not Judas Iscariot, but it's Judas who's going to be hunting for some answers and hunting for some information from Jesus. Um, But let's talk a little bit about some other deer things before we jump into that. Um, Antlers. Okay. Okay. I did not know this. It, they are the quickest living and growing tissue in the world. Okay. Interesting. So deer antlers are the quickest living and growing tissue in the world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. So it, it, it was said, so it must be true. It must be true. <laughs> okay. um, whitetail deer is what we've... See, here in Michigan. Right. Right, the white-tailed deer. But there's five states that don't have any white-tailed deer. Well, of course, Hawaii doesn't have any. Okay. Alaska does not have any. Can you think of one of the other five, Doug, that might not have any white-tailed deer? Alaska
1: doesn't have white-tailed deer? No. Oh, my
0: goodness. They might have another version of deer, another species, but they don't have any white-tailed. These are Western states.
1: They're all Western states, huh? Well, maybe Nevada.
0: Nevada doesn't have any. Neither does Utah. (laughs) In California? It said California doesn't have any either. Really, amazing. I know. Oh, well, well, whatever. And finally, um, back to the reindeer again. Okay. Okay. Finland. Okay. They they raise they reindeer. reindeer, caribou. Yes. They actually paint their reindeer antlers using reflective paint. Do you know why? Why would the people of Finland who own reindeer paint their reindeer antlers using reflective
1: paint? Well, it's probably not for Christmas, but I would, <laughs> it's not for Christmas, but I would imagine for uh, auto accidents. Yes, exactly right, to you avoid don't. deer car collisions. So that's interesting. If they use fluorescent orange, the other deer can't tell. That's true, that's true. Because <laughs> they're
0: colorblind to that oh. color. Look at you bringing in there another you, one there from you go. earlier this week.
1: There you go. Yes. So what do you, what do you call... Uh, a deer that can only see out of one eye,
0: okay, now you're asking me one i am
1: uh, one blind deer bad idea, a bad idea <laughs> what do you call a deer that is totally blind? Um, I don't know, no idea, that's the answer, yeah. a uh, no <laughs> idea,
0: oh <laughs> those are groaners there you go those are that, those are groaners, yes. <laughs> Lots of bigger and better things from John 14. Um, yes, yeah, so like I said earlier, we're going to wrap up John 14 by reading verses 22 to 31, and it's kind of interesting here because Judas is going to ask the question today, and Jesus is kind of, kind of going to recap what he's what we've been talking about the last four days. He's going to talk about a love again, like he did earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to talk about the Advocate, the Holy Spirit again, the Counselor. He's also going to talk about his Father and how he's in the Father, and the Father's in him. So he brings up a lot of the same things that we've been talking about this week.
1: I think he wants um, us to get it.
0: I think he's reviewing here, yes. Because <laughs> at the very end here, it says, come now, let us leave. So I think the conversation comes to an end uh-huh. today. Um, so um, I'll read 14, uh, verses 22 to 31, and then um, we'll see what Doug has to say first. Okay. So then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. And anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this advice I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away, and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but... He comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. All right, so Doug, what did you glean out of these verses?
1: Well, it's interesting he ends this where it started. Don't let your hearts be yes, true, troubled right. right around there. But I think the question that Judas asks is, why do you intend to show yourself to us? and not the world. That's that's quite a question. Yes, You know, it's pretty in-depth for him. And um, uh, it's interesting how Jesus teaches through that question. First, he says, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And those who don't love me, hmm, I guess well, they not. don't. Right. You know, that's a pretty clear distinction. And I kind of felt, and I don't know if this is, in there or not. But he says, these words come from my father. And I thought, I just kind of thought of them as being a little bit more stern, like, Mm. just get it. Mm. Okay. Um, If you don't love me, they won't obey me. And it's pretty clear we can see people that do not obey the Lord. Now, we're making judgments, but we, I mean, we know people that don't obey the father. So I think, you know, so anyone that loves me, there is love me and obey my teaching. And the result is my father will love him. And again, we together will make our home with him. And again, he talks about that, our presence with him yes. and with the father. Um, and my people will have the Holy Spirit. He will continue to teach you and remind you of everything that I said. As there's that at-homeness that we're hearing the God conversations for ourselves I wish I could hear that all the time. Sure, I know. right? But I'm going, did God really say? I mean, that's the enemy telling me that. Did God really say? Yeah, exactly. He used that one a long time ago. But again, peace I leave with you, not the world's peace. And he ends it, you know, don't let your hearts be troubled. Mm -hmm. Now, the world um, peace is not a real peace because the world doesn't have really anything to offer but resources and material goods. right. It has nothing to offer, and it's got a lot of false ideas and a lot of false truths that they say they claim are truth. So that just doesn't—it just does not satisfy on an eternal basis. And, in right. the fact, i will tell you there isn't an eternity. There's mm-hmm. a lot of that thought as well. Sure. Um, but he has an answer. Uh, if, if you look at verse 31— 31. 31. We'll just read it. Why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? Jesus says, the world must learn that I love the Father, and I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. And when you think of that, Jesus was rejected by his own people, and he found people of faith in the Romans, and in the Samaritans, and in the lepers, and in the outcasts, and in the disciples he called, and... You and I and uh, the people at VP and the people in churches all around the world, uh, people in God's kingdom all around. He he finds his people not where it was expected. Faith was living in a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. And Peter tells us that Jesus patiently waits for sinners to repent. Mm -hmm. He patiently waits for that to happen. And so the thing is, is how is the world going to know that he was obedient? and revelation tells us one day every eye will see him even those who pierced him and all the people of the earth will see him and mourn mm. because of him and i can only think that they're mourning because they're going to know it really was true right i don't know if that's the point where it's too late or not right but that's an interesting kind of, that that comes out of revelation mm-hmm. but he believes He leaves believers with his peace, his shalom, his wholeness, his completeness, with his health of spirit, his security, his joy, his contentment. And I think because we love him and obey him, the world will see that. And it's just like um, when the apostles were called in to testify and they just said, it's because they've been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. They're unschooled, ordinary men. Right. They're fishermen but they've been with Jesus and Mm -hmm. that the world is going to know that and the world's going to have to make a decision.
0: Um, You mentioned peace a few sentences ago, Mm -hmm. right? And um, somebody taught me in my young teaching career, I was at a Christian school in Southern California. uh, There's a lady who did devotions one morning, one of the staff members, and I will always remember this. And she talked about peace, right? She talked about how we get peace, Okay, because Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. And so often we we aren't at peace because we're just worrying, Mm -hmm. right? And we're troubled, like do not let your hearts be troubled in verse 27 there. Do not be afraid, but we are afraid, we are troubled. And she was just saying, because we don't cast our worries, we don't cast our fears, and we don't Mm -hmm. cast um, our troubles upon the Lord. And she said, we often, as Christians, will pray, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll cast it upon him, you know, like, like things from the past, like the shame and the regret, uh-huh. you know, or, or things that we're dealing with right now, we'll cast them upon him during a prayer. And then she, she was kind of re- relating it to like a coat. And she was saying a lot of us Christians, when we say in Jesus' name, amen – We just put that coat right back on again, (laughs) you know, and we reel it back in, you know, and we're walking around with all this trouble and with all this uh, shame and with all this fear. And she's just, she's just encouraged us. And I remember this in my young life. Okay. Cast those fears, cast Mm -hmm. those troubles, cast your past upon the Lord and leave it there. Don't reel it back in. Yeah. You know,
1: it's hard. It's
0: very hard. It's hard for us humans to do that. You got to
1: remember we have an enemy. Oh. He's always at work. Yes. You know, just cause as soon as you cast it away, he throws it back. Right. The prince of this world, it prince says, right? In verse 30, the prince The yes. prince of this world is coming. He's coming. And, uh, yeah, so we we, anticipate, we we know that. And it, amazingly, that's part of, I think, our sinful nature, yep. that he just helps us remember. Right. You know? oh, exactly. And he helps us not forget. He doesn't help me remember what I'm supposed to remember. Right. Like, what's that guy's name again? I don't remember. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but uh, yeah, it, it just brings it back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting because the, the, um, the people that study brains, uh, and you've probably heard this said, is like when we have a, a, a negative, uh, remembrance it's like we play it back and forth like an etch-a-sketch, mm. and it just keeps burning that pathway. Ooh. And you can actually make new neural pathways by positive, uh, scriptural thoughts. Interesting. And kind of, I've just heard a little bit about that, but right. I know there's a lot of research in that as well. Right.
0: Uh, Doug, a couple minutes ago when you said, hey, he answers the question in verse 31, okay, mm-hmm. I had a little bit of an underline there too. Uh, but he comes, uh, and that, I think that he refers to Satan at that point, the mm-hmm. prince of this world, right? Right. Uh, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father. And that made me think of a, a sermon a couple weeks ago that Kevin did, and he talked about um, what we might see as a setback actually is yes. God, like... Setting us up right. for some restoration, yes. for some redemption. Yes, and I and I'm, I think he was warning his disciples here, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he's coming. Okay, mm-hmm. he's coming, and this may look like a setback here these next couple of days.
1: You know, kind of tonight on theirs, on their case, you know, right, and right, going to Gethsemane there, yeah, right.
0: But I'm actually setting this whole thing up for this this beautiful uh, this beautiful restoration plan. Yes. Um, and I think we just have to remember
1: I think that's that. true of our, our troubles as well. Yes, yes. You know, that eventually we get out of them. I mean, Nancy and I have been married 46 years. And we've had mountains and valleys uh, all over the place with all kinds of different things. And God has always been faithful. Mm-hmm. And we've always Amen. been able to look back and see how he brought us through. Yes. and that. But when you go forward, it's like you can't see it. Right. You know, Right. because of where you're at. Yeah.
0: So as we finish off this week, Doug, what is uh, something we could leave with our listeners as a, you know, as we kind of finish Jesus' conversation here with his disciples? What could
1: we, well, if, maybe if, leave our listeners if with? If you love him, I think what Jesus said is the world needs to know. The world needs to learn that I love the Father, and the whole application is the same as Jesus. The world needs to learn that I love the Father. That we as believers love the Father, and we're going to do exactly what he told us to do, Mm -hmm. even if the enemy tries to trip us up and push us off that path. Right. Yeah.
0: So, in Jesus' name, Father, get rid of the enemy from our lives this day. May we live for you. May we love you. May we obey you. Holy Spirit, advocate, help us to do that. Help us to be restorers in our own lives. Help us to be restorers in other people's lives. And uh, may that be true of us on this um, third week of, of November. So, Doug, thank you for for joining me this week uh, for the five episodes, and um, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you back here on Monday. I believe Steve Durr is next, uh, but I do not know who his guest or guests are going to be. So stay tuned.